0: I'll send you off with a good night and go blue.
1: Pandora Lunch. Box.
2: Pandora Lunchbox. I didn't realize I brought the wacky theme today. Good afternoon, good evening, and all of the above. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And today on Pandora's Lunchbox, we have a couple of guests. It's been a while since I've actually had my act together enough to, to schedule guests. So I'm very excited about this. But I'm also excited because this is really cool stuff. The Agrarian Adventure has been in Ann Arbor for a while and doing... Great work in schools and in Ta- at Tappan Middle School, where it originated. And I have with me uh, Lindsay Way, the president. Hello there.
3: Hi. Thanks for having us.
2: And Chris chapelli Yes. He is a chef who's going to be talking at some point very soon on this program about an event they're holding this Sunday.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: So, uh, in summary, I don't think... It's hard to really sum up what the agrarian adventure is, but it all starts with uh, a garden, right?
3: It does. It started a little over 10 years ago here in Ann Arbor, um, as you said, based in Tappan Middle School. Um, right now, we work with uh, K-8 through schools here in Ann Arbor, and we um, are dedicated to farm-to-school programming. Um, so, we... Uh, We do a number of activities related to garden education, um, kind of all built around the idea that students. it's important for students to learn about the interconnectedness of uh, the health of their bodies, um, the health of the planet, and the health of our communities.
2: Well, I was thinking about just a moment ago that when I was a teenager, I lived a part of my childhood in, in Maryland in a fairly rural area. And it was so rural, in fact, that There was a class open in horticulture, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll learn about plants and things. And it was essentially kind of a recruiting tool for future farmers of America. And I kind of thought, oh, okay, but I don't know if I want to be a farmer, but I'm interested. But just to give you an idea how rural it was. And, you know, at the same time, in spite of uh, the farms around us and probably making wonderful food, the cafeteria lunches weren't so... You know, farmy, I I didn't think so. I mean, I remember something called Slippery Pot Pie. I'm not really sure what that was. (laughs) Mostly Uh,
3: brown, maybe?
2: There was some brown and some yellow, and there was a pie, and it was kind of slippery (laughs) and something like that. And there was uh, Lincoln Logs, which I think were pretzel sticks. And then there was the deep, deep red, drenched-in-syrup beets, which I don't know if those were directly out of the ground in that form. (laughs) But here in Ann Arbor, we have an opportunity, uh, some students have an opportunity to eat fresh foods. So if you can give an example of how that works.
3: Sure. So um, the best example would be at Tappan Middle School where students actually go out in the garden. Um, We have an after-school food and garden club where they actually get to play a part in growing what's in the garden, learning how to harvest it, and learning how to cook with it. Um, And if you can... Um, if you can imagine a, a sixth grader getting excited about carrots, it happens. Um, oh wow! They uh, they are not only excited to um, to grow the food, but we find that when they when they play a part in that that growth and the nurturing of the plants and um, getting their hands in the dirt, they really enjoy eating it when it shows up on their plate too.
2: I made this, right? You exactly. Know. That's cool. I mean, plants in a bag taste good, but when you actually get to see it grow in the ground, and get bigger and bigger. Exactly. It's a lot of fun. Yes. And I know that uh, for some of your time, you've worked on actually getting uh, some of this garden information into the school curriculum, or you help teachers do that?
3: Sure. So um, our Farmer in the Classroom program is the best example of that. Uh, we work with close to a dozen farmers who come in on a regular basis and teach lessons um, in K-5 classrooms in the school district. Uh, last year, we had taught lessons to over a thousand students. Um, and so that was that was our biggest year yet. We always have more demand for these lessons than we can meet. Um, so that just goes to show you how excited teachers are to have um, to have farmers come and talk about farming as a career, or um, local produce, what you can do uh, with apples all year round, for example, um, and it it speaks to um, it speaks to students' excitement to learn about it as well. So uh, we do try to teach lessons that uh, kind of align with um, science standards that teachers are already uh, needing to meet throughout the school year, and they can do that by learning about. Uh, what's happening right here in our local communities uh, with our food system. So that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, it also reminds me, I talked to a teacher once a few years ago with Agrarian Adventure who uh, looked up history of food and some of the foods that were cooked in the Roman Empire and had some of those items in the garden and some information where people could learn. So it goes to history, it goes to culture and all kinds of things.
3: It does. And um, we we also find that when, when teachers or Um, any mentors kind of go through something like that you know she probably was going above and beyond um, (laughs) you know looking up all the history Um, but we find that when students have experiences like that uh, it's something that they remember far longer than you know how to do long division let's say so there you go yeah they, they when they have fun doing it it's memorable
2: so i'm talking to some folks from the agrarian adventure and they have an event this sunday and I'm looking at the event, but what is the time of the event? Could you remind me it's this Sunday?
3: Yes, it's um this Sunday from ten until one. And um it it, it takes place at Touchstone Co Housing, which is um just south of Jackson Road, um a little bit west of town.
2: I've been there and that's a that's a lovely uh a lovely place actually.
3: It is, and we're so grateful um for them for their hosting us.
2: Great and uh chris you are going to be cooking the food at the event.
0: Yes, yes
2: I am. Could you tell us uh, something about some of the food and
0: well, one thing I'm proud of this menu it's last year I prepared this also for a gearing venture, and it was a good turnout but um this one is kind of came out last minute. It's definitely more versatile and it's pretty much 100% local. Um we're using country farms for a lot of our vegetarian base, um, I decided the first course that we're going to do a tribute to Fleetwood Diner's Hippie Hash. Oh, wow. Um, basically, <laughs> it's going to be more of an organic heirloom branch of the hash itself with white broccoli, orange broccoli, you know, yellow cauliflower, purple cauliflower. Um, and we're going to use Greystone or Fluffy Bottoms feta cheese, which is really delectable cheese from Chelsea. Um, local for, local eggs, Abbey Acre eggs. Um, then we also have Black Oaks Farm donating our, their spicy Italian sausage, which is marvelous, um, from Byron, Michigan. Um, so that's an option. But we can also do a Trace Light pancakes, Calder's Dairy buttermilk pancakes with uh, evaporated sweetened condensed milk. I'm, on drool, top.
2: I'm drooling. I just have to mention it. Um,
0: <laughs> whipped cream and a bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. Um, we're also doing a Calder's buttermilk biscuit. Black oak sausage gravy, um with some maybe acres eggs on top and bourbon barrel aged hot sauce. Um and then the last dish we were kinda of, last minute. Uh Deb from Tantre had presented that there's still green tomatoes available. Oh so we're gonna do fried green buttermilk, fried green tomatoes, cornmeal dipped from Ernst Farms, and uh little bacon jam from Steinheiser Farms in Ann Arbor wow. and uh little brinery hot sauce and Maybe an egg on top. So uh all came together pretty much last minute. I'm pretty excited. My yep. goal is to hopefully to do at least 200 people. Uh, last year we did 165. We donated, you know, we were able to raise a lot of money, and I want to break that record. So, asking at least 35 more people to come out to this event.
2: Excellent. And you can find out more about that at agrarianadventure.org. I should spell agrarian because I'm kind of, it's, I kind of say it. That's agrarian adventure. Agrarian, A G R A R I A N. Agrarian adventure. And that's this Sunday from 10 to 1. And um, I I wanted to go back to one of the, there are some great names of local. Folks who make food, like Fluffy Bottom, I believe is... Fluffy Bottom, yes, Creamery. Fluffy Bottom makes cream, and where are they located? Uh,
0: they're located in the Ann Arbor area. Um, they actually they have a couple farms, actually. They've involved with Greystone as well as Chelsea and a few other farms. they they just kind of took an over, so I'm still learning myself, actually, what their their whole ownership is. But um, they do wonderful cheese, eggs, yogurts, um, you know, good creamery. Um, also, like I said, Tantre Farms is definitely well-known for their vegetables, and they provide Ann Arbor f- Farmer's Market. Um, Black Oaks Farms, Chuck from Black Oaks is amazing. He has constantly been involved in a lot of what I'm doing with the local scene, and he's been nonstop to donate, and he's probably has one of the best pork products besides Didenhauser, who is also throwing in on this, so it's going to be a pretty epic uh Epic food menu. I'm pretty impressed with it.
2: myself. that, so. that does sound epic. <laughs> it smells epic already. I think actually. <laughs>
0: One so of my friends said, uh, a buddy of mine, Jake, he's the manager of Produce Station. He said, this is this menu sounds pure heavenly. So yeah, I'm excited about
2: it. So the event is at. Uh, remind me again where where the location is.
3: Sure. So it's at uh, Touchstone Co Housing, uh, which is right in the same area as Sunward Co Housing. If you're familiar with that, um, it's. Uh, I believe just west of Wagner Road um, and south of Jackson Road.
2: Touchstone co-housing, and do you RSVP?
3: So you can buy tickets online um, at our website, agrarianadventure.org. There's a a button that says PayPal. You can make a donation ahead of time, or uh, you're welcome to buy tickets at the door as well.
2: Okay. There is a suggested donation amount on the website. We're technically not supposed to say numbers like that on the air, so you can just Picture that number right now. Look on their website, agrarianadventure.org. Well, let's talk a little more in just a moment. In the meantime, I have this fun collection called Harvest Song on the Ellipsis Arts label. That's a book and a CD. And the first Harvest Song here is from Lazaro Ros from Cuba. He mixes the music of Cuba with Yoruban music from West Africa. And the song is called, I hope I pronounce it correctly, Orishako, and for Yorubans, Orishako is the god of agriculture, the laborer adored by farmers and country people. So let's take a listen to this song here on WCBN FM, Ann
4: Arbor.
2: This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and that was a recording from the collection Harvest Song. It's so exciting that CDs are falling everywhere in delight at the sound of the music. Ori Shalko is the name of the song. It's performed by Lázaro Ross from Cuba. It's quarter to seven. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. I'm here with folks from The Agrarian Adventure, Lindsey Way, the president and Chris Ciappelli, a chef who is going to be cooking for their event coming up this Sunday from 10 to 1 at Touchstone Co-Housing in Ann Arbor. Just a quick note, at 7 Arbolf and Face the Music, today will be all songs from 1926. So about the agrarian adventure, one thing I saw on your website that was very interesting, it says, bringing local food into school cafeterias. And I like the idea that some of the food ends up maybe in in the cafeteria at Tappan Middle School where it starts out but also maybe in other parts of Ann Arbor. How does that work?
3: Good question. So, um this is this is an ongoing um endeavor, I guess. Um farm to school movement has really grown over the last decade and uh there are there there are a lot of um I guess I, I guess difficulties that um, certain growers run into when trying to, um, you know, sell to institutional buyers, and so a lot of what we do is try to advocate for more local food in in the schools. Um, trying to work with Chartwells, the food service provider, in any way that we can to make it easier for them to purchase locally. Um, so. The way that it functionally looks on the ground right now is that, um, you know, s- some food might end up in cafeterias for a day of uh, tasting for a certain type of food, mm-hmm. um, th- from from what we would consider, you know, our garden at Tappan Middle School. But um, I guess that the the m- majority of our work is around advocacy of, you know, trying to make institutional purchasing at the local level a little bit easier.
2: Okay. So maybe not so much slippery pot pie or the deep, syrupy, syrupy red stuff.
3: Right, although it does sound like that's pretty memorable in your mind. Yeah, that's so. pretty. <laughs>
2: I'll never forget. <laughs> Lincoln Logs to the pretzel sticks. But uh, Chris Cipelli and uh, tell me something about your chef work, uh, what you do outside of agrarian Adventure.
0: Well, this, can't, this actually kind of relates to what, so what she's talking about. Right now, basically involved in getting that institutional purchasing to the institutions and bringing the local food to them through the farmers. Um, there's a lot of loopholes and things that they have to go through for Washington County in general and the state to get approved to even sell to institution and trials and tests that they have to go through to make sure the product is sufficient enough for selling to that. And um, So there's a big movement right now and it's slowly progressing. Um, I know right now I'm currently at the Ross that we are very progressing in terms of you know, buying and using local product and setting the example for most of the university itself, uh, at the University of Michigan, um, but also like public schools. Right now it's a whole thing that we're having groups together, monthly meetings of with farmers and institutional purchasers to try to get Dexter Public Schools, Chelsea Public Schools, Ann Arbor Public Schools, really getting that farm fresh food to them um, it's really important the youth learning um, it helps them mentally and not only just physically but so it's a whole thing with that and learning process. Um, so it's 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 a slow process, but slowly and surely we're getting those certain farmers who are local who have great products certified to being able to sell it to institutions, and then the next step is connecting them to that. And uh, so it's a slow process, but we're getting there. And, uh, you know, and Adventure is one of those things that helps introduce it and alert everybody like, hey, this is what we need to be doing, and not stray from that fact. It can be easy with costs and everything to kind of cut corners, but, you know, again, it's very important to the community, and it's what people have spoken that they want, and I I agree that it's what's needed for a healthy learning environment.
2: Good good, healthy food is just a good idea all the way around. Absolutely. And just to mention once again, the Agrarian Adventure has their Harvest Brunch, this Sunday at Touchstone Co-Housing in Ann Arbor from 10 to 1. You can go to agrarianadventure.org for more information, Facebook as well, and then there's that little camera icon that I keep forgetting what that is. Is that the Instagram? Is
3: That's Instagram, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, one of those the young folk and their Instagram things that I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's an example of something where you can educate people about these things. Yes.
3: Definitely, social media is a great tool to get the word out, whether it's about an event that we're doing or just kind of spread the word about good work going on in our area. Um, we definitely you know, get into a lot of conversations with folks on social media who show interest, um, who might want to come out and volunteer, uh, or who just just flat out like what we're doing um, and what the local food movement is doing. So um, that's it's good to see that interest building on social media.
2: Yeah, and I know that Tappan Middle School isn't that where Iggy Pop went to junior high? <laughs> I think he went to junior high there. So did I. What's that? I'm not sure. So did I. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I believe so. Man. So, uh, pretty good pedigree there. Great stuff happening at Tappan Middle School, exactly. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to another Harvest song. This one, um from this great collection called Harvest Song, music from around the world inspired by Working the Land on the Ellipsis Arts label. And this is music of Brazil. I'm going to hope it's pronounced Quebra de Milho, The Breaking of the Corn. And uh, just a quick note of one of the lyrics here. The month of January is to eat baked corn and cornmeal. In February, on the green straw, we roll the corn pudding and eat couscous during the entire year When the harvest comes, we break the corn. Life dresses with new clothes to go to the party in the big house. I'm not sure they're talking about the big house, but nonetheless, (laughs) it goes a little something like this.
0: (laughs) Vamos quebrar o milho?
5: Vamos quebrar o milho. A chuva pro milho cantar e a Passou setembro, o já chegou. Na filha, o milho cantando no chão, da a terra feita. E o Um oração agradecendo a Deus e comer do fruto que já madurou. Um oração agradecendo a Deus e comer do fruto que já madurou. Rio de Janeiro, fumerilha assado, mingau e Digo, olá, pamonha, de enrolar rolar pamonha e comer buscou durante o ano inteiro. Quando é chegado o tempo da colheita, que é pra de rimir pra mutirão, a vida veste sua roupa nova, pra ir pro baile lá no casarão.
2: a lovely harvest song there. Quebra de Milho, or I believe that translates as One Moment, Please. Breaking the Corn, the breaking of the corn. Uh, And that is from a collection called Harvest Song on the Ellipsis Arts label. We've been talking to Lindsay Way, who's the president of the Agrarian Adventure, and Chris Ciappelli, chef who has been involved with the Agrarian Adventure and cooking for a great event this weekend. And just to note, the Agrarian Adventure's Uh, Harvest Brunch is this Sunday at Touchstone Co-Housing from 10 to 1, and you can find out more about that at agrarianadventure.org. Any uh, final thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me put your microphone on so we can actually hear. Okay.
3: (laughs) I guess I would just say that uh, none of this work would be possible without all of the passion that everybody brings to it, Um, everyone from our volunteers uh, to the teachers and the students who um, are enthusiastic about it and um, we also just really appreciate the support of all of the local vendors who um, have donated their time, their space, their energy, their food products. So um, it's just great to be a part of this work. And um, thank you for having us and for thank promoting you. it.
2: Thank you very much for being on the show. Well, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for at least a half hour. Thank you, Lindsay and Chris, for being on the show. Our Wolf and face the music in just a moment with all songs from 1926. Let's wrap up with another harvest song, this one from Ghana. This is a Dagarti festival song called Kipelu. This is a Dagarti song of praise and encouragement to nut, maize, millet, rice, and yam farmers at the Kipeli Harvest Festival in Nandum State, Dagarti, in Ghana. It goes like this. Thank you for listening. Keep on doing that. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
5: Yeah.
1: You know, they're right. This is WCBN FM Arbor. My name's Wolf. At 7 o'clock time for Face the Music. And I'm happy to say that at long last I can begin to obsess over the uh, numeral 6. Tonight's program and the rest of the uh, Face the Music shows for the rest of 2016 will be brought to you by the numeral 6. And tonight it's all records cut in 1926. It's a good year for good music. Good year for foolish music, too, but there's some uh, some very choice chestnuts that I've put aside for this program tonight, so I hope you can just absorb it and feel better. Hmm? The uh, first half dozen or so recordings I would like to designate as alternate national anthems. I think given the uh, national climate right now, and I'm not talking about the weather, uh, the, the socio-political climate probably a good time to bring back my time-honored tradition of declaring these old records, uh, each of them individually. Probably every old record I play now for the, for quite some time will be at least potentially considerable as a, an alternate national anthem. Certainly this one applies to the present day. All right? So um, this is Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five with the heebie-jeebies, recorded in February of 1926 in Chicago, Illinois. I find that um, whenever I hear this song, I always wish that Maha Vishnu Joe were still with me, the, the orange kitty, so that I could put a piece of paper on his head, sort of like a mortarboard. Uh, so if you have anything of, at hand that you can put on your head or on top of the head of anyone else and see how long you can balance it, Um, Maybe that's the way to proceed here. Please put something on your head. This is the national anthem of these United States. Louis Armstrong and the Hot Five and the Hebe J.